0: Hi everyone! God, you're 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 insufferable.
1: I know. No, I mean West Cork, mate.
0: Ooh fantastic banter!
1: See what see what I did there? See what I did there? Yeah. So, what is there to talk about except the shenanigans of the Tory government? Eh? Uh,
0: well, it's, it's too easy. They're they're making it far too easy for us.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm I'm no fan of of anyone, any politician. They're all corrupt, in my opinion. The very fact they want to be in charge, she's a fucking big black mark against all of them. But it is good that um, Sunak's in, because now at least they can get on with doing whatever they can, but we'll probably come to that in a minute. But there's an interesting thing about Sunak. His name, Rishi Sunak, is an anagram of high risk anus. <laughs> I, I will never, ever be able to think of him as anything again except a Mister Anus, which is fucking fitting, really, for a politician, isn't it? High risk anus.
0: <laughs> when you first told me that, you, you the way you told me, I was almost worried. You're like, "Oh, Connor, I've got something else to tell you." I was like, "What's that <laughs> you's <was> Like. <laughs> He's like, Are you ready? I like, Yeah, I'm ready. And you just went, Rishi Sunak is an anagram for high risk ownership. And I doubled right. over. Because I thought like something bad. But John, you need to watch yourself because you are a straight white male. And when middle-aged. you say these sort of things, middle aged, middle aged, you, you'd be fucking lucky. You're fucking way past that, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on, because buddy, of all I of those, out, boy. because of all of that, it could be seen as a little bit racist, mate.
1: Oh, what? Because of his name? Because, oh, yeah, off. and his it, heritage. Because it's, and... it's not, hang on, never, never mind that. His name, because it's his name we're focusing on here. An arrangement of letters. Rishi Sunak, high-risk anus. All right. That's the first thing. OK, so so it's not a traditional what you might call English name. OK, for anyone who's thinking that right now, I give you Virginia Virginia Bottomley. Many of you might be too young to remember her very well. Virginia Bottomley, a particularly unpleasant Tory, Tory MP, a woman, obviously the name like Virginia. And her name is an anagram for I'm an evil Tory bigot. So I'm an equal opportunity politician hater. I don't care if they're white or black or any other colour. And I don't care if they're male or female. And I don't give a shit what fucking party they belong to either. I'm equally just <laughs> inclined to make fun of Rishi Sunak as high-risk anus as I am Virginia the bottom is I'm an evil Tory bigot. So stick that one in your fucking wokeling hole and smoke it. Anyway, carry on. Um, I'm an evil Tory bigot. That was fucking hilarious. Yes, you are. I think, high, to be fair, I think I think high risk anus is funnier because when when you consider the whole context, the job he's in, and people think he's an he's an asshole anyway.
0: So much funnier. So much funnier. The the, the mere fact that the word anus <laughs> is present <laughs> in his name it makes it <laughs> makes it hilarious. It's so childish. It it's so I utterly know. childish. I
1: know. But I would never be able to think of him ever as anything but Mr. Anus now. You do realise that, don't you? And when I write about him and talk about it, I will call him Mr. Anus. Sorry. Sorry, Rishi.
0: I put my name into an anagram creator. And it's pretty boring, if I'm honest. Yeah. The funniest one is Hornbeam.
1: That's not funny.
0: Exactly. That's that's how funny these are. I, I wasn't expecting a laugh there. Bronk. Uh, no, this, that doesn't even use all the words. Anch- anchormen, men. That's what I meant. What if I put in my
1: middle name? Come on, give me something funny. Because mine's the same. I've done, I, I don't done it right now. I've done it before and it's very, very boring. And really, you've got to have all the letters. It's, no, it's not as funny if it's just a few of them.
0: Yeah. And this one's pretty shit, to be fair, because it's just pumping out like one word, if you know what I mean. Cameroonian. That's not using. Cameroonian. That, I like that one.
1: <laughs> You're the wrong fucking colour, mate. <laughs>
0: Cameroonian. But there's no W in there. Uh, there's no
1: W in Cameroonian. Exactly. But I put in Conor William Benham. Oh right. So going going back to what I said before. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't care who's in charge, because ultimately it won't make any difference. Because what I'm saying. This is actually. I find this quite troubling. And and again this is I wanna stress this. I don't like Sunak. I think he's duplicitous, as all politicians. And he he really showed himself for what he is, in my opinion, when in the in the previous um leadership competition race, whatever you like to call it, he, he started saying things like, Oh, I sat around the table during COVID in these treasury meetings, almost in tears. We should have listened to the scientists less. Well, Sunak's a clever bloke. He's far too clever to believe that. So either I'm wrong and he's actually that fucking stupid, or he was just deliberately pandering for the popular vote, you know, vox populi. The the, the last thing we need to be doing in a pandemic is ignoring science. We're not only be ignoring science at any time. Yes, we might need to soften the edges sometimes, but to listen to the scientists less or let more people fucking die. You know, people are not realizing this for the most part because most people are not in the health service. The health service at the moment is absolutely fucking swamped with un- previously undiagnosed cancer cases, which is exactly what we all predicted—or some of us did anyway. You know, and it's going to get worse. So, so Sunak—the uh, reason I'm glad Sunak is in charge—is maybe now there'll be some stability. But what's troubling is I'm seeing a lot of posts on LinkedIn basically saying, at least now we've got a man who will sort things out. He will solve this for us, he's our savior. Some people are writing with that kind of um, ad, ad, adulation. Most are not, most are just glad to get it out of the way, so now someone could do something and solve the problem for us. I really, no, actually I do like to be the hard of bad news here. That's not gonna happen. That really is not gonna happen. Sunak, I, I hope will do some decent things and maybe extend lifelines to people who really fucking need it, you know. Um, safety nets and things, but nothing he, and this is no reflection on him, by the way, this, this would be, neither no, who was put in charge, it could be fucking Marcus Aurelius, it'd make no difference, you know, one of my heroes, whoever is in charge, it is too late, okay, the only way through this, the only way out of the recession now is through it, and it's going to be very tough, because it's not just the UK, it's the whole fucking world, and if people start thinking, oh, yeah, Sunak is our saviour, Sunak or whoever it would be is going to save us, the, the tendency there then is they will, they will abdicate responsibility for their own actions and their own situation, which will mean they're in free fall. And not only is that a really stupid thing to do, predica- essentially predicating your livelihood, your happiness on someone else's decisions, but when they do realise, fuck, this is bad, it'll be too late. You know, the, the time the time to buy a fire alarm or a smoke alarm is not when your house is burning down the time to decide how we do how do we escape from our house if it's burning you know is not when the house is already on fire I've got plans I know exactly how to get out of the house if it's burning you now we've got things in place if I lived in a taller house and not a 185 year old farmhouse I would have ropes you know those things you can put by the windows so I, I, you know I'm, you might never need them God forbid you ever do but the day you need them you really fucking need them so, so we need to
0: stop the podcast. Why? I need to go get some ropes from B and Q. I have none. I'm oh, in the oh, top floor oh, oh. flat.
1: <laughs> uh, that, I, I would very, very much suggest, very strongly suggest you, you and Tamzin, work out an exit plan if there's a fire. Other than just run to the nearest fire escape. you know, because <laughs> um, you may not get time. So. It's good that someone is, in, is now in charge and there may be stability. It's very, very bad. People are looking to him as their saviour. The, the, the knight in white shining armour, the, the cavalry coming over the hill. It's not going to happen. This is still on you. It is ever more important. Right now, people take responsibility for themselves, their thoughts, their feelings, their actions. Yeah, there's no and there's no guarantees. I mean, there's a guy on LinkedIn yesterday. I disconnected from him because I, I will not stay connected to people who display intellectual dishonesty. Who who was arguing until he was blue in the face or trying to. He was in control of his results. And when I pointed out, well, actually no, because you know you could die, meteorite land on your house, um, government policy can change. Yeah, but those things are really unlikely. Well, that may well be true, but that does not actually refute my argument. What he's doing is moving the goalposts. That's intellectual dishonesty. I won't I won't tolerate that. You know. I, I, people's egos are so fucking fragile they cannot just say actually yeah you're right and I'm wrong um and it's it's embarrassing it's it's embarrassing really for for them so i, I don't i don't stay connected to people like that because there's no way i'm going to work with them um you can't learn anything you think you already know you know and and that's predicated then on you admitting I don't know this thing or what I believed about this thing was wrong and now now I'm, I'm going to change my mind or learn something new if you won't do that i can't fucking help you I don't want to either Got shit times coming, boy.
0: It's a, it's a, it's a good skill to learn, uh, humility, because it's—I uh, it's, I believe it's a really important component of good leadership as well. Being able oh, to hold definitely. your hands up and say, I, "I made a mistake here. We're gonna—we're gonna change course."
1: Yeah, and I'm responsible for it.
0: Yeah, I'm responsible, and having the balls to say, you know, I'm responsible for this thing. I might not even know much about. it. I'm going to be responsible for it, but I'm going to need help. And then you look at your team and everyone around you. We, there's there's a real lack of leadership, and I, I I think if you ask the general population would they rather be a leader or a follower? I think it would be I think it'd lean towards pe- most people would say they want to be a leader, but that's because they don't understand what it takes to lead. And when you plain it, if you spell it out to them, put it in black and white, there they'd be much more comfortable as a follower. And that's why they live their lives the way they do.
1: I think you're right. I think what most people want is, is the, the benefits. They're, they're often perceived benefits of leadership, but not the concomitant responsibilities. It's a little bit like, you know, the, the parallel would be people who start their own businesses. They want the freedom and the advantages and the benefits of being a business owner, certainly what they perceive, you know, your, your own time, you run your own calendar, you are beholden to no one, you make loads of money. They they, they want all that, sounds great, doing what you want, you know, master of your own destiny. They they want all that. What they don't want is the responsibility of, shit, we've got to get clients in. We've got to market ourselves and sell ourselves. We've got to deal with awkward customers and clients. We've got to deal with unfavorable conditions. We've got to deal with a shitty economy. Oh, no, let's get Sunak to do it for us, you know? So people want freedom. They don't want responsibility. They want control. They don't want responsibility. So I think you're right. You know, they'd like the idea of leadership, but when they look at what leadership actually takes, um, I think, okay, not for me, and that's okay. We can't all be leaders, after all. But I think people—most
0: people—I don't want leading, John. Most people I meet, I think, fuck me, <laughs> I do not
1: want you near. We can't all be leaders anyway, you know, because that makes no sense, unless we're in a society where we all do the same. We all do things ourselves, and that's not going to happen. Now, one of the things I'm very big on is teaching leadership. And interestingly enough, I've never, ever um, taken a leadership course or particularly studied it, other than through the the history books, I suppose, The the, the great leaders of the past, like Marcus Aurelius, people like that, who, again, were very big on personal responsibility, which is very strange. Now, I think what people should understand is leadership is very lonely in the sense well when i say that i mean what i mean is you you are on your own i mean i don't know what loneliness feels like so i don't i don't mean i am lonely as i feel in in that i feel lonely but it's a lonely but it's a path you walk alone yeah And not everybody's cut out for that because a lot of people, what they want more than anything, even though they will all... Everybody I know will deny this, with rare exception anyway. People will deny this to their dying breath is most people actually want approval. They want to be seen to be a certain kind of person by others and approved of and liked and to be popular. This is why influencers chop and change their minds so much. You know, This is why some people... Will not express an opinion until they've gauged the overall opinion, the majority opinion in the room. Well, that that's fine if that's the way you are, but that's not leadership. Leadership is like every, any parent, I every every single person who's a parent should learn leadership skills. Because what the fuck do you think you're doing with your children otherwise? Because if you if you uh bring up your children to think, loving is the same as being popular all the time and pandering to your child's desires and not being in fucking charge because you are the parent at times then you don't really i don't think you're a very good parent at all you know it's like the one uh, the little girl i talked about a few days ago a week ago, ago now where her dad thought it was amusing she was grabbing hold of other children and would not let go well, he'll think that's fucking funny until some autistic kid pokes her in the face and smashes her nose because he doesn't want to touching without permission. You know? But he's not showing any kind of leadership to his little girl. Oh, she gets done. F- yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's inappropriate at 15, but not inappropriate at two, what, what age do we change this? When do we start saying, uh, what you've done up until this point was funny and okay, but right now you've got to change? Yeah. Why not just fucking tell us why we do straight away?
0: And then it's confusing. Yeah and the last thing you want to do is confuse a child blur the lines one thing I I do want to say about leadership as well and uh, this isn't very popular uh, I don't think with today's crowd sometimes to be a leader you have to man up, there are times where you have to have that stiff upper lip and you have to endure the shit and you cannot afford to sit there and cry you cannot afford to sit there and be in your feels and get all emotional and uh no oh, i agree be authentic sometimes you do have to pull your fucking socks up you have to say it's hard but i'm going to do it and you cry when you get through the other side and guess what you cry in fucking private <laughs> you don't go oh my god it's so hard and now you cry
1: all all with people who, who are, you trust you know in a an inner circle of people maybe in a similar position you know
0: yeah but you don't go out in public and start crying
1: no i mean i've seen on linkedin and other social media people saying Leave poor Liz Truss alone. What might this all be doing to her mental health? I don't care. If you are the leader of a nation which has the ability to wage nuclear war, you, know, you, you don't get to play the don't say nasty things, you're harming my mental health card. You just don't. That's not to denigrate people who have mental health problems. I've had them myself with anxiety. Yeah? But if you, if you cannot take the pressures of leadership of a nuclear power. You should not be the leader of a nuclear power. And... yeah, Right? How These very same people saying that, would they be saying the same if Liz Truss was a man? No, they wouldn't. Did they say the same when Boris Johnson was disgraced? No, they didn't. Uh, so it's double standards and hypocrisy anyway.
0: They, they did, to be fair, uh, at the peak of COVID. They did. Uh, less so when when he supported Boris, and were like, think of how he's feeling and stuff like that. Oh, they didn't, didn't do any of that, of that when he got disgraced. But what was funny about when they were doing that is it very much felt like a, um, and this is conspiracy theory land, so I, I, I'm going to tread carefully <laughs> here. It, it did, it did very much feel like uh, the Parliament requested the media to do it because it was all at once, it was all in unison. And they were, they, many of them were using pictures that were years old. I think there was one in particular of him sat on a park bench, head in hands. And that was the headline of like some shit rag. But that picture was four years old. Uh, I think he had been on the fucking booze up or something.
1: Well, I'm quite happy to be wrong. I, I've only known what I've seen. I didn't because see anyone have being, particularly, being particularly supportive, yeah, I suppose, being supportive of Boris. And certainly not when he was disgraced and when he resigned. And they were very, also very quick to point out he's a he's an overweight middle aged white male. Well, I don't, yeah. you know, if you were to do the same about Liz Truss, for instance, oh, she's probably menopausal. That's the problem. You'd be fucking hung drawn and quartered. What's the difference? There is none qualitatively. What it is is fucking double standards and hypocrisy from the wokelings. I despise wokelings. Yeah, intellectual dishonesty, double standards, hypocrisy. Can't be doing with it.
0: Liz was all over the gaff. They thought, oh, fuck me, we've got to get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> She's leaving a b- on these sofas. These are expensive.
1: <laughs> okay, I don't I don't know anything about the woman other than the fact she was the last person to see the Queen in official capacity and is on record as saying she wanted to get rid of the monarchy. I thought that was fucking diamond. Mm. Um, interesting. But the fact, what I do know is she was the leader of the UK and she wasn't up to the task. And now people are trying to make excuses for, oh, I- Did she not know it was a tough job before she went into it? You know, didn't she have an inkling that it was hard work and and you had to make unpopular decisions? And the other guy, Quanteng, whatever his bloody name was, he blamed stress for making shitty decisions. For fuck's sake, you were the Chancellor. You're not here to be everybody's friend. You're supposed to make unpopular decisions. Oh, does my fucking nothing, man. I expect that kind of bollocks from the Labour government, to be honest. Not the Tories they're as bad as each other they're awful of course they are i know i'm don't 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 get me wrong i'm 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 not seeing anybody's praises here i despise politicians and politics
0: i i me too and however right now fuck me it is hard to find any redeemable quality about the conservatives at the moment because the policies and whatnot they're they're passing aren't particularly conservative anyway um It's a a shit Labour Party in disguise at the moment, I think.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you why that is, without any hesitation at all. Again, I could be wrong, but I don't think so, having studied human nature for a long time. Um, as As an autistic observer, I've studied it for a very long time. The reason they are appearing like Labour, because Labour is the party of the people, socialism, well, the Tories want to appear like that because they want to be popular. What they have an eye on isn't so much the economy as the next election, which isn't that far away. They should probably not call one now. I know why people want them to. Probably wouldn't have be been the best interest of the country. But even if they do have another general election, the next one, I think it's every five years. So the next one can't be that far away. A couple of three years? It's perhaps? not far away. It's not far away. Yeah. I think it's two well, years they, away. They will have their eye on the next election. They will want re-electing. That, that's, this is why I always say politicians have got conflicting interests.
0: 2025.
1: They're supposed to say three years. They're supposed to be serving the country, right? But also, they're doing a job they want to keep. So that it doesn't matter whether they do a good job of running the country or not. All they need to do is doing a popular job. And I'll tell you without a with any with no hesitation or any shadow of doubt, no chance whatsoever of being fucking wrong here, right? If you start giving people free money, you will be popular. But of course, free money, anything the government has, all right, with a few exceptions, like, say, Norway's oil um, and maybe Venezuela's oil. And look at Venezuela if you want to laugh. Any, Any money, say, the UK government has, apart from a few quid from North Sea oil, comes from taxation. It's not the government's money. It's your money. So there's no such thing as free money from the government. When you get money from the government, you're getting someone else's money that the government has taken away from someone to give to you. That's what you're getting. And people love it until it's their money that's been taken from them to give to someone else. Then they get a bit funny about it. Oh, well, fucking cow surprise, eh? It's, it's, it's just... It's, why can't people see this?
0: So I've got a prediction. I reckon oh,
1: yeah. that... Is it, is it throbbing? I'll I'll prediction was a direction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that the Conservatives are going to take the next two, three years and they're going to that they're, they're going to spend as much money as they possibly can. They're going to behave really like a, a, an irresponsible Labour government. Yeah, I think I think they'll lose the next election and I think Labour will get appointed and I think they will then have to bear the shit show of dealing with the back end of the recession and trying to navigate their way out of that. I don't think they'll be able to do it. I think people will get very sad and very unhappy and then Conservatives will come in and as the recession will naturally fix itself, regardless of any action, the Conservatives will. will come in on the tail end as it's fixing itself and they'll claim all the glory. They'll say it's them and everyone will go, well, it's no coincidence as soon as Conservatives come in, the economy sorted itself out. It's no coincidence. When it is, it's a coincidence and then they'll go on to to reign for another eight, 10 years or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, I... I- that that's actually probably what I, I've not not really thought about this before, but I, I'd imagine politicians. There are many things, but they're not all stupid. Many of them w- will be aware of the mathematical nature of psych, the cyclical nature of, of economies, and they will actually be doing that planning ahead to 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 appear like the the white the nineteen white shining armor. Yeah. What, well, in my opinion, I don't know about specific policies. So I'm probably not that. I'm not that clued upon it. I could be if I if I studied it. It's just lack of education, not not expert, not intelligence but what Sunak should do is obviously provide lifelines where he can and where it's really important almost like fucking battlefield medicine but really he should just leave it alone because the the more he leaves it alone and I'm talking about the economy here the wider economy the quicker it will respond and get back to normal it will be it will be painful not denying that but it will get back to normal quicker because what will happen is the economy will be guided not by legislation top-down control but by the behavior of the individual components within it well they are bound to act quicker and more decisively than government are and therefore it will be quicker I mean, this is just simple mathematics well it's not simple it's just basic mathematics it is mathematics
0: is it the square law of computation
1: i've got no idea oh okay
0: i, I was reading about that
1: do you mean the way, do you mean, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, such and such law, can't remember the name now, where processing speed incre- doubles every 18 months. That one? Is that what you're talking about?
0: No, no, no. Uh, things become ex- exponentially harder to to figure out the more you poke it, essentially.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah.
0: So the, the more inputs that the government puts into the economy, try and fix out so they'll put in one input but that will create say four dependent problems that will take forever instabilities to yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: absolutely it's it, it, colloquially we call it whack-a-mole
0: okay you know,
1: <laughs> you, you know you you whack one mole and two more shoot up so you whack those and two more shoot yeah yeah whack-a-mole i call well yes that's what it's called colloquially the, the key to fixing this and this is what bill clinton did he did it by accident because of his legal problems but the the reason clint clinton saw the states through the recession so so effectively it wasn't because of what he did. It was because of what he didn't do. And he didn't meddle. He he was pretty much hands off the economy. So it, it kind of sorts itself out. Well, that's what will happen here if, if Sunak's got the ball to do it. And I'm, I'm hoping Sunak is intelligent enough to realise this. But again, then again, it will be predicated on making unpopular decisions that he won't want to make
0: this is why i don't trust government because i think there's every chance that they know they don't win the next election so therefore they meddle and they 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 make it look like popular meddling like i don't know tax cuts increase in benefits free money meddling just just to shit stare a little bit and, oh, i don't know maybe i'm getting a little bit too conspiracy theories but i i wouldn't no, be surprised if they're like i wouldn't be
1: surprised they like, I is, surprised if like
0: right with Crunch the numbers, it's going to be almost impossible to overturn and win the next election. Do we even want to win the next one? Hmm, maybe not, because it's going to be a shit show. Because in the long term plan, the 20 year plan, it's going to be better to to concede this one for the greater good. Well, their perception of the greater good.
1: I'll tell you now someone out there, whether it's government or private enterprise or government departments which are non partisan, like the civil service, somebody out there will have mathematical models way in advance of anything we're talking about, maybe Google, for instance, who are, who are actually rocket scientists, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. They will have models and they will they will be thinking all this. If we're thinking about it, two fucking amateurs, you can bet your life that there are very smart people out there who are doing this with... with and, and you know, if, if what's out there in the public domain is, is this sophisticated, what's not out there in the public domain is, is exponentially more so. You almost guarantee that. Now... So I've got a
0: question about leadership, especially in light of... Rishi Sunak taken over. Something that we obviously talk about in our programs and whatnot. Um, but what exactly are the uh, the three crucial components of good leadership?
1: Right. In the model we use, which is yeah, which is the SLAM, the Stoic Leadership and Attitude model, it's got three main components. And that well, in the middle it's equanimity, which is what all leaders need. Now, at the top we've got acceptance, which is basically Recognizing things are the way they are, starting from from true premises. Yeah, so you're not looking to be popular. You're not looking to be uh, anyone's best friend. You're looking to, to, you know, this is where we are. This is this is reality. So it's, it's acceptance, and then we have um, resilience, which is essentially okay. This is where we are. So now we accept where we are and we deal with where we are. However, that is. I mean, most of it is is much of it is enduring. Because, you know, like the recession, we can't change the recession as it is. So we're gonna to have to endure it. And pissing and moaning and wailing and gnashing your teeth about it won't change it. We still got to get through it. So we need to show resilience. So you have acceptance and resilience. And the last thing is focus. Um, and focusing includes things like, um, what actions can we take? What's the priority of those actions? Can we, can we actually take them now? Um, and also it's a focus on knowing, and this is really part of resilience though, because they merge merging together. It's, it's, it's knowing that, okay, we endure and we, we have faith this will not be forever, because it never is. It'll end, even if by your own death, it will stop at some point. Your suffering will end. But what can we do in the meantime? So really, it's those three things, acceptance, resilience, and focus. So the three component parts of the model we teach. I'm not saying they're the only model or the best model, certainly not the only one, but it's one that we teach and it's one we found worked extremely well for us as a business
0: mm-hmm. um, we We're big on confidence, courage, and integrity. And oh, what we found is exactly. when you have acceptance and focus, that gives you confidence. You have acceptance and resilience, that gives you integrity. And if you have resilience and focus, that gives you the courage to actually act accordingly. Um, that that model is going to be a big part of our, our future at
1: Welfare Businesses,
0: a big part, especially as people struggle over the next coming years.
1: Core control, which is what we're running in a couple of weeks with the time of recording this, um, we, we the, the lower end of stuff as people come into our world, we teach them the skills they need to attract seduce and sell that 's fine, but then to build that into a business well business is predicated on leadership leadership of yourself, your team, your business, your clients your prospects, your peers, sometimes even your market and if your business is big enough, maybe even into government as a lobbyist you know so it's it's incredibly important and at, right at the center of this leadership model, we have equanimity because you know, when everyone's panicking around you, when everyone's shitting the bed and throwing the baby out with the bathwater, they're going to look for the one man or woman who's sitting there calmly and smiling to him or herself, thinking, I've trained for this for the last five years. You know, I've, I've been practicing this. It's like the Romans, train hard, fight easy. I've been working on this. I've spent the long nights, the long hours, practicing this, going through mentally in my head what I would do if things go wrong. And now, when everyone's panicking, I have a plan to kill everyone in the room and get the survivors out, to kill the guards, to, you know, to, to force our way out of the prison, so to speak. I have a plan. And people will know that. They will sense that. And they will flock around you because they are like headless chickens. And the one person who can show equanimity, this, this, this leadership quality of shake, not even shaken, let alone stirred, you know, they will be the ones who, who reign supreme, if you like. But hey, what do we know?
0: I think that's a good place to wrap up. Like a condom. What what should people go and do now?
1: People should right now go and get our book, wellfedfreelancer.com. It'll teach you the essential skills of how to attract, how to seduce and sell to your target market. If you've already got that and you want the next step of things, we mentioned a moment ago, if you want to turn those skills or rather get those skills and put them into a proper business framework, including your, what I hate to call mindset, but it's true, with this stoic leadership and attitude model, go to wellfedbusiness.com forward slash core hyphen control. Or just email holly at, uh, holly at wellfedbusiness.com and she'll sort you out. Core control, it's going to be big. A bit like my
0: And on that note, stay safe, wash your hands, don't go outside, remember that? <laughs> I do. See you later,
1: guys.